You are Locked On MLB, your daily MLB podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, baseball fans, and welcome to Locked On MLB, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're at your team every day. This is the daily podcast where we talk about all of Major League Baseball, and I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. Today's episode is being dropped on the fourth day of May. May the 4th be with you. And we are sponsored by Built Bar. Now, Built Bar, I just had them. They're fantastic. I've had the mint brownie. I've had the chocolate raspberry. They taste good. They're good for you. And do you know what? They're now part of my life. Remember, promo code LOCKEDON gets you $10 off your first box at BuiltBar.com. On today's episode, we're going to be taking a trip back in time to visiting my Little League ballpark. This show is available on the free and easy to use Himalaya podcasting app. We're also available wherever you get your podcasts, whatever platform you use them, unless, of course, you're using the website, which is LockedOnMLB.com. Check us out on Twitter at LockedOnMLB underscore net. I'm your pal Sully. I'm on Twitter at Sully Baseball. We're also at Instagram at LockedOnMLB. I'm at Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. Okay, I'm going to pull back the curtains a little bit. I was going to do an episode this weekend to make up for the show that I couldn't get done on Friday, but here's the deal. I got really sick, and I'm still kind of getting over it. It's okay. It's just allergies. Don't worry. But I got a request to play an old podcast from the old Sully Baseball days. And it was a specific request I got from a listener who wanted me to play when I returned to my old Little League field in Massachusetts. And I did do a show on location at my old Little League field. And it turned out to be an interesting trip to a place where I had very specific memories. So let's go back to June 22nd, 2016, before all of this happened, and see me visit my old Little League park in Western Massachusetts. I'm recording this standing in what appears to be an overgrown Little League field at the end of Drabbingdon Way in Weston, Massachusetts. And this was the home of the Little League that your pal Sully played in when he was here in the 1980s. This was when I was a in the majors of our Little League, the highest level of our Little League. We played here in Weston, Massachusetts. This is the town that I did the majority of my growing up in. We moved around a little bit, but the most of it, you know, the bulk of it, you know, elementary school, nursery school, middle school, was here in Weston, Massachusetts, right up until my senior year of high school. And when I played Little League here, and I did a whole podcast on it, so I'm not going to cover all the ground, that reaching the major leagues of Little League, in other words, 6th and 7th grade, was the highest level of Little League in our town. And you got to play in one of two places, and this is one of them, Drabbingdon Way, the field here, to me, was magnificent. It was everything that I wanted in a baseball field. It had benches for the dugout. It had the grass cut out. It had a fence that if you hit it over the fence, it's a home run. It had foul poles. It was the closest thing you were ever going to get 
to the majors. I remember my brother Ted was on the majors. He's a year older than me, and he reached the majors before me. And when he got here, he, you get a number. You, you get pants. Inside, you, know, you wore blue jeans in the other leagues. Here, you got pants. You got a uniform. And you, in retrospect, the uniforms look like crap. But, but you know, then it was the uniform. You got a hat with a major league logo on it. We were the Phillies, and my brother was on the Phillies before me, a year ahead of me. And when I saw him there, and he's in his uni. Oh, I can't even tell you the pride that I had. That's my brother. That's my brother. And I would go to his games, and I wore a Philly shirt. And I look back, and it was the 80s, so obviously it was so tight on me. I looked like I was wearing Philly spandex. And I remember one of the first games I went to go, I went to go watch my brother play. I didn't even play, but I went to go watch my brother play. And I saw in left field, uh, I'm sorry, in the, down the right field line, they had... A scoreboard. Now, what it was was it just said home visitor inning. And I saw behind home plate was this box where they kept like the umpire's equipment. And I saw they had the numbers for the scoreboard. And I came up to the umpire who I thought of as this adult, and he probably was an 18 year old kid. And I said, Can I take the numbers and operate the scoreboard? Because I would, oh, I would have been great at it. Let me tell you, the, the seeds of a baseball fanatic that would go on to do 365 podcasts a year would be would absolutely be planted at that point. I mean, I was a maniac at that point, and that, that's obvious. And I asked the umpire, I said, can I, can I operate the scoreboard? And, of course, this you know, twit said, in order to operate the scoreboard, you need to have permission from the board of the Little League and blah, 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 vomit, vomit, vomit. So, no, I didn't operate the scoreboard. No one operated the scoreboard. No one ever operated the scoreboard. And I thought that was a travesty that you had a scoreboard. And I could be there keeping track, putting the runs in. But, no, they wouldn't let me do it. Twit. I'm still mad at him. That was 1984, and I'm still pissed. So, I came here. This is where I pitched. This is where I had my greatest moments pitching. I had my worst moments pitching. I had my greatest moments as a hitter, my worst moments as a hitter. I remember this is where I stole a base. This is where I got picked off. This is where I hit an inside-the-park home run. This is where I made a diving catch. This is where I played my Little League game, the Little League All-Star game that I talked about, and where I had diarrhea that day. And I'm looking over right now to the woods that I went into to, well, let's just say sully the woods. And it all took place right here on this field. Now, I'm here with my boys because I want to show them a little bit of how their father grew up. You know, they're, they're natives of New York. My kids, they were born in New York, but they're growing up in California. They, they didn't remember living in New York. We moved when they were infants. And so their life is California. Their concept of growing up is California. And their grandparents all live in California, and their mother was born and raised in California. So this is my opportunity to show them, let me show you where I grew up. Let me show you what it was like. Let me show you where it is. Let me show you what it is. Let me show you where daddy, when I talk about my childhood, what I was seeing. And so I'm here in my old town, 
the first time in a long time, and for my kids, the first time ever. And I'm showing them some places here and there, and we'll, we'll hit some more sentimental trips along the way as I do my New England swing of the Sully Baseball Daily Podcast. Don't worry, I'm getting to Fenway Park. And I thought to myself, I hit my old school, I hit my old house, I hit my, the other place we lived in here, uh, the, the, you know, some of the old haunts where we bought comic books, where I bought my baseball cards. And I was driving and said, I wonder if I could find the, the place. I wonder if I could even remember. I couldn't remember the street it was on. I knew it was at the end of a long street. I knew it was in the north part of town. But I, for the life of me, and I said, I'm going to drive up there. I'm going to see if I can find it, but chances are there's no way I'm going to be able to find it. And so I'm driving up, and I said, okay, I vaguely remember this turn. Okay, I kind of remember this, but there's no way I'm going to remember it. And it's weird. My mother, who studies how the brain works, will probably be able to explain this better. But somewhere in my brain, there exists a little brain cell that had the information of where this baseball field was because as we're driving up I'm driving saying oh yeah Conant Road uh, North Road Old Road Drabbingdon Way Drabbingdon Way Drabbingdon Way Drabbingdon Way it's on Drabbingdon Way it's on Drabbingdon Way I gotta turn down Drabbingdon Way and I think it's okay am I remembering it or was Drabbingdon Way like an old BBC show Drabbingdon Way was it Drabbingdon Way so I turned down Drabbingdon Way and I'm like I think I know where I am. I think this is it. Long road, long road, long road. I turned around and there it is. At the end of the road is the field. And I pulled up to the field and I saw it. And I looked around and my son Mateo looked up and he said, where's the dirt? Okay, let me just tell you something. Built bars. They're fantastic. Now, I've had a bunch of those protein bars, and you know the ones I'm talking about. I'm not going to say them by name, but they're the ones that you start eating, and you start to say, oh, this isn't bad. Huh? This isn't bad. But when you're really honest with yourself, it's not enjoyable. You know you're getting the protein, and you know you're getting a low-calorie snack and meal supplement or some energy during the day, but it's not a pleasant experience most of the time. You have to convince yourself that they're good. You don't have that problem with Built Bars. These are protein bars. They taste like the things that you want to be eating. Fantastic flavors. Mint brownie. I got the chocolate raspberry. You name any sort of flavor you want, it's going to be there, and it's really good. And if you're a health-conscious guy, don't worry. You're not just shoving candy in your mouth. Now, if you want to lose and maintain weight, well, we're living in this time where we're not as active as we'd like to be and you want to have a delicious treat you want something that's low calorie you want something that's low sugar you want something high protein high fiber you want to have something that has only 170 calories three grams of sugar three grams of net carbs and still have something that you don't mind eating that's not minding it's delicious now look at these are tremendous they're covered in 100% chocolate, they're soft and easy to chew, and they're actually really, really delicious, and they're really, really healthy and good for you. Now, if you go to BuiltBar.com, that's B-U-I-L-T-B-A-R.com, and use promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get $10 off your first order. Use the code LOCKEDON. 
locked on for $10 off at Built Bar. Go do it and thank me later. Okay, speaking about eating, I want to continue to eat not just my Built Bars, but I want to continue to support some of the local businesses. And one way you can do that in this strange time is you use Postmates. And they can get food delivered and you won't leave the house or even open the door. They leave them right there on your doorstep. And not just for local restaurants, but you can use it to go to Walgreens or 7-Elevens and pick up stuff you need and have it dropped right outside your doors. Just download Postmates on iOS or Android, find your favorite, and get anything you want delivered within the hour. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use the code LOCKEDON. That's code LOCKEDON for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. Okay, let's go back to the Little League field. This is, it's clearly been mowed recently, but there's grass is overrun the cut of the diamond. You can still see it. In fact, home plate is still there. And it's clearly not been used much as a little league field because the stands, there used to be stands, and they're still there. These stands, our, our team picture was taken on these stands. But the grass is covering them all. And grass is coming up all through the, the, the fences here and plants. And I see that they've installed an electric scoreboard, except trees are covering it now. And the only thing you can see is little and home. One of the foul poles is still there, but the fence is down. They have the, one of those sort of orange plastic thing, you know, that, that looks like netting. That would be the where the wall is. Where I'm standing right now as I'm recording this, and you can hear some sirens. I think there's a fire going on. So if you hear a fire department, that's what's going on. You know, home plate is still here. It's raised up a little bit. But home plate is still here. I can still see the pitcher's mound. Pitcher's mound where I struck out the side of the Western Tigers and clinched that game. But there used to be, where I'm walking right now, there used to be stands back here too, but there's nothing. It's grass. There's grass all in the dugout. It's abandoned, basically. Or the baseball element of it is abandoned. As I said, the grass here has been mowed and it's clearly used as a public park. But this was my goal to get here. This was a place that I think in my mind's eye as being the ideal place where I had my greatest moments as a player and my greatest glory. And now it's this kind of old, not really pretty place at the end of a long drive in Drabington Way. Now, I'm recording this. I've walked to the back of the backstop, and I see there's this rusty container here, which used to be the place where they kept the umpire's equipment and some of the other stuff. And it appears to be unlocked. I wonder if the numbers for the scoreboard are still in here. I'm going to open it up. We got batting helmets. We have an old scorebook. Hold on. 
we got batting helmets like crazy. There's an animal in there. It's probably a woodchuck or a chipmunk. Here, let me take out this scorecard. How is it closing? I saw an animal go by. I hope it's not poisonous. There's an old scorebook here. Wouldn't be something if I'm in it. I am, this is, you're hearing this for the first time. Um, yep, there's a bunch of old games here. Angels, Red Sox. No, we didn't have the Angels and Red Sox. So, nope. There's nothing here. There's no old... This, I'm not sure what date these are in. Well, if you played baseball in Weston, then I have a couple of the games that you played in. If you're uh, Will Talcott, Scotty Westhold, or Lucas Angel Dunn, or Christian O'Connor. Oh, yeah, that narrows it down in Massachusetts. Someone named Christian O'Connor was here. But, yep, got an old scorebook here. Maybe old games. I'm going to throw it back in case this, these games meant something to someone. Ah! Something jumped out of there. I assume it was a werewolf. It was a, it was a moth. Yep. I was really hoping the pieces of the scoreboard would still be in there. But yeah, there's a, here's a, uh, a net which is used to, you know, one of those nets that you put up uh, to protect the pitcher, except there's a giant hole in the net, so it's really not going to protect anything. I just brushed past a piece of plant, and I can't even tell you how much I hope it's not poison ivy. I should get out of here. There's probably snakes in here. So... This is the danger of going home again. This is the peril of saying, I'm going to go take a sentimental, nostalgic journey. There's a few places in my childhood that I am not going to go to, that I'm not going to take my kids to, that I'm going to leave in my mind's eye. Because in your mind's eye, it's glorious. In my mind's eye, this baseball field was the closest I ever got to Fenway or Yankee Stadium or Wrigley Field. And now I know it's, you know, if you grew up now, it's like, oh, yeah, it's that place. Uh, yeah, we kick a soccer ball around there. I think they used to play baseball there. You know, I'm going to go to a couple places, including Braves Field and a couple other places where baseball was played. And, you know, I guarantee you people walk past it and don't give it a second thought. I guarantee you kids run around here. Right now, my kids, I'm looking at my kids, and at one point while I was doing the podcast, they had tied their shoelaces together and were doing a three-legged race across the diamond where their father once made a spectacular catch in a game against the Weston Cubs. How spectacular was it? In my mind, it was Jim Edmonds-esque, where I dove, I caught it. And it was glorious. But now I'm looking and said, was it? Or did I sort of stumble and fall on my face and just happen to land in the glove? My inside the park home run, I remember being this glorious gap shot. And I just sprinted around the bases with like Carl Lewis. 
If I bet if I saw a videotape of it, eh, I'd probably rolled to the wall and I huffed and puffed my way around. I struck out the side of the Weston Tigers right here, right here on this spot. And when it was over, I was so excited, I jumped up and I tried to mimic Yogi Berra jumping into Don Larson's arms. If I look back on it, were they three little twerps who swung at balls on the dirt and in their face? I don't know. You know, this is sometimes the danger of recording stuff. This is sometimes the danger of going back to the places that you remember to take a look at it again. On the one hand, this is a very important trip for me because, as I said before, I'm taking my kids to places that meant so much to their father. And the other part of it for me is, this is probably the last time I'm ever going to come here. This is probably the last time I'm ever going to stand on this field. This is probably the last time I'm going to go to some parts of this town. I don't know, maybe fate and circumstance will bring me back here at one point or another. Or maybe if I get in my 70s or 80s or if someone says you've got a you know, degenerative disease or something, I'll, want, I'll suddenly become this, this super nostalgic person again. But you know what? I don't have to. If they say, you know, Sully, we found out you've got this, that, or the other thing, you know, I could say, well, all right, I already did my sentimental journey, so I don't need to go, oh, where was the place I saw? Where was the place that I hit the home run? I already saw it, and do you want chances are it may not be as good as you remember. Yeah, this is the danger of being nostalgic, because what it paints in your brain is really almost always better than the reality. You know, you saw a little bit of this going on. I'm going to tie this together in a weird way, but when people talk about, there was someone talking about online about when Strasburg was scratched from a start and he's like, oh, I wish he had the heart of a Bob Gibson or this, that, or the other thing. Or, you know, when LeBron James won recently, people, oh, he's not Jordan, he's not Jordan. People, if you saw what the players were like then as opposed to now, the players now would probably almost always kick their butt. But we paint nostalgia, we paint the past, we paint everything that happened in our youth as something great and glorious and wonderful, that the movies were better, the music was better, the players were better, because that's what we need, because that's what it meant to us. And I needed this ballpark to be a place of glory that I worked my way up to and had glorious moments here while I was here on the mound, at the plate, in the field. And now I see it, and it's like, really? This was it? Maybe it was better in my mind's eye. I don't know. But one thing I do know is that I came here, I got to experience it again, and chances are you're listening to me stand on this field for the last time. So I walked behind the plate to see if I could see the numbers. And right now... I've posted a picture of me on sullybaseball.com of me pitching, um, of me pitching uh, on this mound, and I'm standing on it right now, looking around. That's where my dad was. That's where the player struck out, wearing the tiger uniform, ran off this mound. My dad with his arms out. 
and I jumped on him. And do you know what? Even though there's a lot of grass all over the place and plants, even though the scoreboard is finally up there and now covered before anyone could use it, even though the walls are down and the stands are covered in grass and weeds, even though there's a, some sort of bobcat or a cougar living inside that box over there, right around where I'm standing now, I've walked off the mound towards the first baseline. This is where I jumped in my dad's arms. That's eh, not as pretty as I remember. It's still pretty cool. All right, well, hopefully you enjoyed this little trip down memory lane for me. I know I got a couple requests to play that specific episode from 2016, a little nostalgic trip to four years ago and for me several years before that. I'm going to have some new original shows coming up starting tomorrow. I'm getting healthier and healthier. Just going to have a few more built bars and move on with it. And you can follow us on LockedOnMLB.com. Follow us on Twitter at LockedOnMLB underscore net. Follow us on Instagram at LockedOnMLB. And check us out at the free and easy-to-use Himalaya Podcast app or wherever you get your podcasts. This has been the Locked On MLB show for the fourth day of May 2020. I swear I'm getting better. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.